Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican mentalist, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening. I'm your host, the intellectual Nubin Minkari. This is Mentelect Radio, and tonight, tonight we're going to be discussing the Nation of Islam, what the Nation of Islam doesn't understand about black people. Now, before I start, I want to make sure everybody hears me. Am I coming in clear? I want to make sure everybody hears. I want to make sure I'm coming in clear. All right. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I didn't bring my microphone with me. I'm in Chicago, so, um, you know, I had to get used to the time zones here and whatnot. I messed up and, um, you know, thought that I was uh, <laughs> that I was um, an hour behind. But I'm in Chicago. I'm going to be teaching class October 17th at 5225 South Harper Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, uh, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Admission is $25. Um, so come on out, you know, check us out, listen, do, you know, whatever. So, all right. Now, I want to make this clear that this is in no way meant to insult the nation of Islam or disrespect the nation of Islam in any way. I have a lot of respect for the nation of Islam because the man who I admire a great deal, who I have ultimate respect for, the utmost respect for, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, uh, you know, he put it down for 40 years, you know, raising the nation of Islam up, making things happen that he, you know, was able to make happen. And I always say that only a man who is connected to a higher state of being a higher state of presence can make something like that happen. A bright man, as I said, not a black man, a bright man. Because if the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was a black man, if the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was a black man, none of this would have happened. Right? I know that sounds funny, but let me explain. I said if he was a black man, a so-called black man, none of this would have happened. The Nation of Islam would not have been successful. It would have went to the wayside like Garvey's movement, like Noble Draw movement, people even though they more say they're still around, but they don't have they didn't have the impact like the Nation of Islam. See, they had what you know, the Nation of Islam had with those other groups they didn't have. And that was a bright man leading them. Those groups had black men leading them. Right? When I say a bright man, I mean an intelligent man, a futuristic man, a man who thinks forward, a forward thinking man was leading those moves, was leading the nation of Islam, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. A future thinking, forward thinking man. That's why the nation of Islam was successful. See, because you can only garner success, you can only um be successful, really successful, not not temporary successful, you know, but really, you know, long term successful when you think futuristically, when all your moves are dictated by future thought, not by the present or the modern day where you're thinking. See, if you think present day, modern day, you're going to end up with nothing. You're not going to have any long-term success. I've had to learn this the hard way, you see. And in the way I always thought that way, I was never one of those, t- I was never a person, even before mental life, I was never a person that, you know, looked, you know, dealt with things from the present state. I always looked at future tense of everything I did. That's what kept me out of a lot of trouble, even though I did get into a little bit of trouble, but it kept me out of the big things that I could have got into in my life because I was always forward thinking. I always thought about the consequences. I always thought about, you know, 
what would happen if I did this? What would be the future outcome? That's how I always think. And I tell my people to think the same way, think futuristically. We don't think present term. We don't think for the present. We don't think for the present time because the present time can shift at any time. People could like you one minute. People could dislike you the next minute. You see, you have to think beyond that, think past that. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad definitely did that. That's why he was able to establish all those businesses, do all the things he did with the nation of Islam, the nation of Islam recruit all the members as he did with the teachings you know, that they'll say came from Fahd Muhammad. You know, that's debatable, but I'll touch on that. Sunday, I'll speak on it. And I'm only doing this because I'm in Chicago right now, and I'm in the, you know, um, the second city, as they say, in which, you know, the Nation of Islam set up, you know, their mosque number two. The first one was Detroit, mosque number one. And this was the home of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for years, you know, between after a while he split his time off between Arizona and Chicago. But this was his home. This was his headquarters. This was his base. And I thought it would only be fitting because this title popped into my head to, like, speak on this. Because in 2021, you know, with me still having respect for the nation of Islam, because I said the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, what he did and what he sacrificed to even have the nation see the light of day. Because I say this all the time, and again, no disrespect to, you know, Fard or you guys who want to put Fard up, the brothers who want to put Fard up. I said if the Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't sacrifice, if he didn't put his life out there for 40 years, there would have been no nation of Islam. Fard came, did what he did, and bounced in after three and a half years. He came, he was basically a shadow figure, somebody who hung around the background and, you know, basically passed the message along and, you know, did what he did and he just bounced. And that was it. He was a shadow figure. And if it wasn't for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, keeping Fard Muhammad's name, you know, in his mouth and keeping his image up there, then nothing would have ever happened for the nation of Islam. You know, no, not not nothing would have happened. I'm saying you would have knew. I'm sorry. I meant to say nobody would have knew who Fard Muhammad was. He could have did that. He could have did that. He could have not let nobody know who Fard was because, you know, like I said, 20 years in, 30 years in, if they stopped talking about Fard, if the nation had stopped talking about Fard, they didn't put the picture up. Nobody wouldn't even care, knew who he was. Everybody would just figure that out. Elijah Muhammad started the nation of Islam. You see, in true to form, Fard did start the nation of Islam. He did jump start it. He was the spark plug. But Elijah Muhammad was the battery. He was the battery. He was the... You know, the, the diehard Duracell battery that ran the nation of Islam for 40 years. The nation ran off of him for 40 years. His insight, his foresight. You see, this is why, like I said, many people who came after him weren't able to, you know, um, replicate his success because he was a future thinker. What he also understood was, or understood, I'll say understood, but, you know, I don't, I'm not going to use any of our mental act words, our highfalutin mental act words, but what he came to understand is that black people are too damaged, too done mentally to do anything for them, to salvage them. He knew that black people were a waste of time. Black people are a waste of time. Right? They're a waste of time and energy. And you should not cater or tailor your message toward black people. And why you know he said that, how you know he thought that way is because he said at the end of his life, he said at the end of this mission, he said only a few, he said only a few of my, only, he said my, I don't have enough followers to fit in a taxi cab. I'm paraphrasing, but he said 
my true followers will be able to fit in a taxi cab. So that was that was a hell of a statement to make. So he knew that his true followers wasn't the people that was with him or wasn't the people who really stood up and was, you know, in alignment with his message. And that had to go for so-called black people as well. He referred to them as the dead, and he talk, called them, you know, talked about them in the dead state, which is why it surprises me today why the Nation of Islam caters to black people, why they want to be around so-called celebrity, black celebrities and things like that, or even white people at this point. You know, that's putting energy into a dying breed. Black and white is a dying breed, all right? You take the ones that you can salvage from the black race and you go forward with them, from the so-called black race. Because the people who genuinely, genuinely um, loved the messenger and loved his message, they would not, I would not classify them as black people. I classify them as bright people. Because keep this in mind, black and bright and those terminologies like that has nothing to do with skin color. At all, because I know a lot of y'all thinking skin color when I say black again proves that a lot of y'all are messed up mentally. A lot of y'all, even those who claim to follow the messenger, follow the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, are messed up mentally because they think when I say black, I'm talking about a color. I'm not. Black is not a color. Yet you were doing the Asiatic black man. Of course, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad used those terms too because he himself only understood those. But as time goes on, and being a forward-thinking man. And being burnt by black fellow so-called black brothers, being burnt by them, being uh, disappointed by them, being stabbed in the back, you know, by them, double-crossed by them, it gets you to understand the psyche and the mental working of the people who are mentally burnt out, done damaged, people who are under the control of the so-called white man. Black people don't like y'all. I don't know why y'all sit up here and try to sell papers to them. Why you try and share a message with them. Black people don't like y'all. They never did. Black people, genuine died in the will, wool black people, you know, the ones who serve the white man, the ones who are a bunch of coons and sambos, you know, everyday Negroes who just have basically become want to be, they want to basically be uh, white people in dark skin. You see, they don't like y'all at all. They have the same vitriol for you as a so-called white man. You got to rub that in and let it sit for a minute. Let it sit in your head for a minute. You're fighting a losing battle. You're fighting a losing course. Selling things to them, trying to cater a teaching to them is a waste of time. They want to follow the so-called white man. And when you try to cater to black people, they you lose even more respect. You lose even more respect in their eyes. They got more respect for you when you bypass them, when you don't put any energy into them. You see, like with us, we ain't out here for black people. We in the Republican mentality. Like, we're not out here. My message is not tailored for black people. It's not. I don't want no black people listening to me. And, again, I'm not talking about skin color. I'm not talking about that. It has nothing to do with it. I'm talking about mindset, mind state. Did not the honorable Elijah Muhammad say that the so-called black race is mentally dead? Maybe that didn't sink in with a lot of y'all. Because you got a lot of mentally dead people that came into the nation of Islam who still black people. See, the mental death is the blackness, the idea that you are black people, the idea that your skin is black, that you even, that the white man can even convince you that your skin is black. 
I was watching a documentary of this one of the nations. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say it was a nation, but it was, I guess it was somebody who was connected. They said that you know, the so-called black man and black woman, they hated each other. They hated themselves. They didn't want to be black. They was calling themselves sepia, uh, uh, bronze, and copper tone and whatnot. They wouldn't call themselves black. And I'm like, you do know that they had the right mindset. Y'all didn't by calling us black. They were actually describing how we looked. We are bronze, copper-colored people. Now, I know that's a lot for y'all to wrap your heads around, but maybe y'all need to, some of y'all need to go back to school, the ones who think that brown or bronze, I should say bronze skin, and, and, dark and black is the same thing. If you can actually hold up a, a black, a, a black image, a black, um, anything black, jet black, and put it next to your hand or put it next to your face and say that's how you look, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you if you can actually say that. That means that you are a believer and not a thinker. See, because you believe that you're black, but that's not the reality. That's not the reality. And if you are not living your life and you're not acknowledging your pure and true existence based in reality, then you are nowhere. You can help no one. You can be the beacon of light for no one. You cannot be the beacon of light for anyone if you yourself are in darkness. Do I make myself clear? If you still thinking that black people are on your side and you still with this my black brothers and my black sisters nonsense and you still around these black people because, again, aligning yourself and being around black people is the worst thing you can do as a people who are trying to portray yourself as righteous. That is the worst thing you can do. Whether you are finding friends and making friends with them in the celebrity status or whatever the case may be, you don't make friends with people like that. You see, Donald Elijah Muhammad, he didn't make friends with celebrities. He didn't do that. He wasn't trying to make friends with celebrities and, and so-called civil rights people. He might talk with Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson and all those people, but he wasn't trying to make friends with those people. He was just trying to utilize those people because he had enough sense to know that those people are, you know, they done off mentally, man. They belong to the beast, man. The, ma- the mass majority of the so-called black race, they belong to the beast, man. That's all. They belong to the white man. They're the property of the white man. The mass majority of these Negroes belong to the white man. All millions and millions of your so-called black people belong to the white man. They've been programmed. There's nothing you can do about it. You can sell them all the final calls and call them brother and sister all you want to. They don't want y'all around. They don't like y'all. Hell, I've even heard y'all come into neighborhoods in D.C. and Chicago trying to call yourself cleaning up uh, the neighborhoods of drugs. What they do, they, they try to run y'all up out of here. They try to run y'all up out of here. They'll kill you. They'll try and kill y'all. They done jumped y'all. I heard that Nuri Muhammad talked about that, how I had to fight with these Negroes and when you trying to clean up their neighborhoods and whatnot. You're walking around with no guns and whatnot. You're trying to help them. They kill you. They'll kill you. Yeah, but yeah, hey, brother, you know, this such and such and such and such. But these people are evil. They are evil and demonic. Black people are evil and demonic. Now, damn, brother, how could you say that about your people? They're not my people. And if you're truly righteous people yourself, then you can't call black people your people neither. The hell with the black race. You see, the hell with them because they belong to the white man. You cannot reclaim that which does not want to be reclaimed. Do y'all hear me? You cannot reclaim these people. You got you to gotta charge them to the game, as they say. 
you got to charge these Negroes to the game, man, all of them. That go for the celebrities, too. They got the mark of the beast on them. They 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 out here right now trying to figure out how they can uh, get a deal going with the so-called white man to push the jab to them, to their own people. They trying to get a bag. So the lives of their own kind mean nothing because they don't see you as their kind. You're just another nigga to them. That's how they see it. Because in their individual small mindset, they can't see the bigger picture of what they're doing. And anyone who cannot see the bigger picture of their actions and what they're doing, they are not fit. They are not fit to be called righteous people or walk amongst the righteous people. They are not fit, not mentally, not physically. So you have to understand, excuse me, understand, so y'all, just for y'all level, again, no disrespect at all. You have to understand that these people are not your people. They don't see you as their people. So when y'all stand up here taking pictures with these so-called celebrities, it's a nice photo op. I don't know what kind of clout y'all got to get. I don't know why y'all clout chase with these people, sit on these shows and talk. When the, the work, the work, if you're really about the work, has to be done amongst the men and women in your organization already. You focus on those. And those people who come there, then you focus on those people. But you don't cater to these people. You don't ask them, brother, come listen, come sit down and listen, listen to the message. Nah, you don't do that. They, they've been, y'all been around overnight. Over, they, well, with Yonah Elijah Muhammad doing 40 years and with Minister Farrakhan doing another 40 and other arrests, basically y'all have been around over 80 to 90 years. Y'all have been around over 90 years. They know about y'all. They've seen y'all in the street selling boats, um, bean pies and, and, and everything else. They don't seen you selling papers. They don't care about that. They make fun of y'all. They make mockery of y'all. They don't take you seriously because their minds are not, you know, aligned to take nothing seriously. You see, they think like children, like like how the white man programmed them to think, like overgrown children. You see, they think like children. They act like children. What the Honorable Elijah Muhammad tell you, why the so-called black man shouldn't own as much as the damn switchblade? He said because you're not responsible to own nothing. You got the minds of children. Black people got the mind. They, they'll take a gun like – and what he said back then, over 40, 50 years ago, it still holds true. You Negroes get a goddamn handgun. Instead of putting that gun up and saving it just in case anything jump off, you got to protect your family. What these niggas do, the first thing they do, they're going out there, they want to shoot the gun off. They're looking to kill one of their own kind. This is what you're dealing with. This is what you're dealing with. You got to understand, excuse me, understand what you're dealing with. The white man has made them the savages that he set out to do. He has made them and programmed them to be savages. And you know what? They living up to all the expectations of their slave master, the white man. They love him. They hate y'all. They love him. They hate y'all. You see? And y'all don't help your case anybody. You keeping that picture fought up. You ain't helping nothing by doing that. But that's you know, that's something y'all hold dear near and dear to you. That's fine. That's fine. But you're not thinking futuristically when you do that. You're not thinking futuristically when you try to cater to black people. You're not thinking futuristically. A whole how you say, you gotta work smarter, not harder. You see, catering to black people is too hard. Trying to get them to listen to your message is too hard. To the point where it's a waste of energy. Now, if you're trying to get them to just buy and spend money, okay, that's fine. They ain't going to spend money with you neither. And a lot of times they're not going to do it. They'll do it because, you know, 
Yeah, they want to support. You know how Negroes do. Yeah, they give you their half-ass. Well, yeah, brother, such and such. I'm going to support, brother. But then it's like a, you know, it's like a, um, y'all have this, uh, um, you know, this little love-hate type of thing with black people. Because, see, what are they, they, what are they still trying? They still hung up on when it comes to the nation of Islam. You, in the average minds of so-called black man, what do they think about when you think about the nation of Islam? First, first thing they think, you killed Malcolm X. Y'all killed Malcolm X. They so-called hero, which is really just a cop out. They don't really care that y'all. They don't care about Malcolm X. It was just another reason to hate y'all. See, because y'all were trying when the messenger was alive. Y'all was trying to represent righteousness, and niggas don't like righteousness. They don't want to be right. Niggas don't want to be right. I'm gonna just use rough language. So I might have to use a little rough language, just a little bit. These niggas don't want to be right. All right? They don't want to be clean. They don't want to be upright people. You got to face the facts. Sometimes the white man need to put his foot in their ass. A lot of times the white man need to put his foot in their ass. A lot of times the white man need to blow their goddamn brains out because they serve no purpose. They'll be the same ones that'll turn around and break in your house and rob you or kill you or, or try to rob your children or do something to you. But y'all ain't come to that conclusion because y'all say, oh, well, see, the black man's righteous by nature, brother, and the white man's the devil. Really? Really? Were those those righteous black men who was trying to fight against y'all in D.C. when y'all were trying to clean up the goddamn drugs in the neighborhood? Were those those righteous black men when y'all out here in Chicago and these people are mocking you? Were these righteous black men who sit up here after you done told them time and time and time again that the nation of Islam didn't kill Malcolm X? That the FBI and the government did, they still ain't trying to hear that. They still say, you tell them that they'll still say the same thing. Here's a man, most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who lived his life to try and raise the minds of his people and sacrificed his own life in doing so. And you got niggas that still sit up here and, and, and call him a child molester or, or, or call him a, uh, say he slept with underage girls. This is all they can get from his work. Some nonsense, some lies about this man's personal life. This is all they can think about. All the work this man put in. But this this is all, this is what they got to say about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Why do you think that is? Because they are no good. They are no good. They are no good. And like I said, this message, I don't, you know, because you go, well, brother, how are you going to say that, brother? And you out here, you want black people to come to your conference? Knowing the hell I don't. Knowing the hell I don't. I do not want no black people coming to my conference. My conference is not for black people. It's for bright people. Because I said the bright race, the intelligent ones of our people, the mentally uh, uh, extended ones of our people, they're going to be attracted to this message because this is all about the future and about the foresight of our people and the rising and the intelligence and the evolution of our people. A whole message dedicated to that, a next message dedicated to that. An extended message dedicated to that. See, but in order for you to have this extended message, in order for you to be able to comprehend that, you got to understand that these Negroes ain't with you. They're not with you. You see, they'd rather have a white man abuse them, disrespect them, degrade their women, you see, rather than to stand up in the name of righteousness with y'all because in their mind, y'all a joke. In their mind, you're a joke. Y'all clowns in their mind. That's how they see y'all. You see? And you make clowns out of yourself when you try to cater to them. You see? 
And I guess, like I said, I get it. You want to sell papers, that's fine. But your whole premise of selling papers, you're trying to sell papers to black people because you're thinking, oh, brother, support my paper, or brother, support the nation, support the final call. You already, now you see when you do that with niggas, they already thinking in their mind, oh, y'all niggas is bums. Y'all begging us to buy your paper. That's how they think. Now, you can mean this in righteousness. You're trying to get them to read and support and buy black and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And, yeah, let's make the they – don't, they don't see it that way. They don't see it that way. They see it as you niggas are bums and you're trying to sell us papers. We don't want your papers. We're going to go down the street and buy the papers from um, 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 the Chicago Times, the Chicago Tribune, or whatever the hell paper it is. Or we want to go down there and spend some money on the white man's paper. We don't want your black paper. You see? We don't want your black people. They want to be like white people. They want to serve white people. You have to understand that powerful. That's a that's that's a that's a hard pill to swallow. But that's how they are. That's how they are. When y'all go out here and call yourself trying to feed these Negroes and whatnot, y'all make fools out of yourself, man. Why are you trying to feed these niggas? Why? Now, am I speaking from a a, a state of hate? Do I hate black people? No, I don't. I understand them. I comprehend them. I understand that they're poisoned mentally by the so-called white man. And what happens when you have, when you, let's just say you have a dog. I'm going to give this as an analogy. Let's just say you have your favorite dog, your favorite, um, your favorite Labrador retriever or pit bull or whatever the case may be. Let's say you have your favorite dog, your prized dog. You love that dog. Let's say he get, your dog get bit. By damn vicious raccoon with rabies, right? Let's say your dog get bit by a vicious raccoon with rabies, right? And that dog now is foaming at the mouth. That dog going crazy. He got rabies now. Ain't nothing you could do but put that dog out of his misery, not or separate from that dog or let it go or put it to death because it will turn around and bite you and get, and will give you that disease. You see what I'm saying? You got to put him down. That's the same way I'm saying with black people. I ain't saying kill black people. I'm saying put them down. Put them down where they belong. Leave them the hell alone. Man. Leave these Negroes alone. Leave them alone. And now if people want to go out there and support your paper, that's why I ain't saying don't stop, don't stop selling, trying to sell the people. And why? You sell any and everybody that take it. And like I said, black people, you get some ones that will come around and support, that's fine. But you asking them, oh, come on, brother, support the paper. They they looking lower. They looking on down on you less and lesser now. Because now they feel like you know they don't think much of themselves. So when they see you like begging them, that's how they see you begging them to buy a paper, get them two dollars, give you two they two dollars. They looking at you like, oh, you niggas ain't shit. That's how they looking at you. That's how they look at you. I'm gonna just be. I'm telling you from how the black man look at you. How black people look at you. They don't want you. To, they don't want to be saved. You see, I don't want no savior. You see? Y'all y'all want to be Captain Saver, nigga. You can't be Captain Saver, nigga, in 2021 no more. No more Captain Saver, nigga. You can't be Captain Saver, nigga. They don't want to be saved. They don't want to be helped. You see, they want to, they, 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 they still looking for, they still looking for uh, uh, reparations and, uh, uh, and, and, a, and an answer and a solution from the white man. That's the only one who can help them in their minds. Your message can't help them with nothing. And like I said, it don't help the fact that y'all got that picture of father who looks like a white man. So over there, like, yeah, the black man, God, boy, you got that picture of that white boy up. 
You can explain to him all you want. You can explain, do all the explaining. Well, see, brother, he has that's deceptive. Brother. He really ain't white. They don't care about that. You you trying to explain to all this sound like you doing is nigga explaining to them. You nigga explaining about why you worshiping the image of a white man. That's how they're going to think about you. And, again, it's not me taking shots at you. I'm trying to get you all to realize something. And I would like it for you all to come out to the conference because I know we got some intelligent ones amongst you, some intelligent, brilliant young men and women amongst you, and even the older ones who are willing to listen. See, because y'all, for, for the longest time, y'all been calling out for believers to follow you. You've been calling out for the believers. You've been calling out for the believers all this time. But see, believers can eventually turn into deceivers. Believers can turn into deceivers. And they can be part and parcel with those who are casting the biggest deception. And that is that the people who you're trying to contact, communicate with, align with, that they believe you're BS as well. You see, you want the thinkers, not the believers, the thinkers. See, the thinker and the believer is two two different things. The thinker and the believer are two opposites. They're not the same. I'm not even going to say opposites. They're just not even on the same level. I'm not even going to call them opposing forces because to call them opposing forces or opposites would mean that they're on the same level, and they're not. They're not. Just like God and the devil. Like I said, God and the devil is the same, man. Because how you know that is if somebody is an opposing force, that means you want that, that person on the same level as you. If you can be an opponent of mine, if you got to say God and then the devil, that means you, I consider you on the same level as me. You see? So keep that in mind. But a thinking man, a thinking woman would know that if you're talking righteousness and talking about raising people and doing things for people, and they're not receptive as they're supposed to be to it. And that tells you something. Even with all the time and the energy and the fame y'all got, all the time y'all put in, because y'all stay keeping yourselves visual, visible amongst black people. You stay, you know, Minister Farrakhan, stay taking pictures with these celebrities and things like that. And I hear you. I get it. I get it. You know, making friends and whatnot. But, you know, righteous people, really righteous people, they don't come to make friends. Righteous people are not into making friends. You know why righteous people are not into making friends? Because righteous people know that you have no friends in the world. You're either going to have those who are right or righteous who live righteously just like you or those who not. Now, you can be kind to people. You can be respectful of people. You see, it's one thing to be nice to people, but it's another thing to be friends with people. It's one thing to be friendly with people, but it's another thing to be friend, friends with people. You see, you could be friendly with anybody. Hi, brother. How, how y'all doing? How y'all, how y'all doing? Yeah. Ain't good about your business, man. You see? I, that don't mean I want to share company with you. That don't mean I want to share FaceTime and pictures with you. And all. I, don't, I don't want to do that. See, because I know what's behind that. I know what's behind it. Like I said, these people come to you with weak energy when they see you because, like I said, they more they more they more focused on doing devilishment, as you say. They more focused on living or existing as those who are following the image of the so-called white man. You see, they want to live the life that the white man is giving them, going to work, 
every day, coming home, drinking beer, getting high, you know, playing video games, you know, chasing sex, going to the strip club, you know, nigga nonsense. You see, that this is the life that they want to live. They're not interested in righteousness. They're not interested in raising their people. They're not. You see? And then what happens is when you start to ask for black people to come up amongst you and whatnot, you start to lower the bar. You start to lower the bar. And then you might mess around and get some black people coming into the nation, which I'm pretty sure y'all have over time. You guys got, got, got a lot of black people that came in that eventually showed they, they showed their black asses and left about it and slandered and said all kinds of things, y'all, and whatnot, because, like I said, you catered to them. You opened the doors for them. You called them brothers and sisters. Even this thing where a lot of y'all, some of y'all still do this, and I've heard of somebody in the nation, yeah, you know, even though, you know, we got our gay brothers and sisters, our lesbian, our gay brothers and sisters, they still brothers and sisters and whatnot, even if they're homosexual and lesbian. Are you serious? Are you serious? So, because they got the same skin complexion as you, they brothers and sisters? Even if they doing filthy, wicked, degenerate acts like that? Filthy, demonic acts like they're following after the so-called white man. They still brothers and sisters, really. So what happens with the pe- the black pedophile? Is he a brother? What happens to the guy or the girl, woman who commits reality with these humans or with the so-called white man or these animals, the four-legged, the four-legged dog or the two-legged dog? Are they still brothers and sisters? Hmm. They're not interested, exactly. They're not interested in anything righteous at all. Ain't no talking to them. Ain't no getting to them. They, you know, the best you're going to be like, they, what they're going to do for you is they're going to, what they'll do for you is if they got a little respect for you, they'll, 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 um, how you say, they'll placate to you. They'll, they'll, they'll act like, yeah, brother, like they listening and whatnot, but they ain't listening. They ain't joining y'all. They ain't messing with y'all. You're like, well, brother, come on, see, we got a program for our people and, you know, we got to get together. They ain't trying to hear that. They ain't trying to hear that. You see, how do you get the cream of the crop, man? How do you get the cream of the crop? You get the cream of the crop by not accept, accepting everything in the crop. That's how you get the cream of the crop, by not accepting the whole crop, by throwing some of the crop away. Remember I said this a long time ago. I said, see, unlike unlike white people, white people know how to throw away their white trash. They know how to throw away their white trash. Black people, y'all don't know how to throw away your black trash. You want to include everybody. Everybody's a brother and a sister. That's the problem. That's the problem. Even though they don't think you as brothers and sisters, they 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 want to be brothers and sisters with the so-called white man. They want to be brothers. They they be the ones. Oh, come on, bro. They want love from the white man. They want acceptance from the white man. They don't care about y'all. You see, if y'all call the white man the devil a day, a lot of these Negroes are like, "Why you racist? What's wrong with y'all? Why y'all hate white people?" You know, do you know you got this Negro, this Negro, uh, 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 what's this nigga's name? Um, he, uh, um, this show you how black people are. This guy, this rapper named Freddie Gibbs, right? This nigga said he wants to fight Umar Johnson because Umar Johnson don't uh, is against interracial uh, relationships, against black and white being together. So he gonna talk, and he sits on Mike Tyson's show. This is this is the I'm just showing you the minds of the black people. Because Umar Johnson don't like interracial uh, uh, um, um, 
couples each because he said Umar is always like, you know, the black man should be for the black woman, the black woman for the black man. And, you know, and, and he's standing on that, and, and he's right. He's right. You see? But this guy, uh, um, this guy, um, what's his name, Freddie Gibbs, the rapper, he's sitting on Mike Tyson's show, and he's explaining to Mike Tyson, yeah, about Umar Johnson. Yeah, he got some good ideas. The brother intelligent, he's smart, he got some good ideas, but, you know, he don't like white people. He don't like white people, so and then here come Mike Tyson, cause he got Mike Tyson on got cooned out too. He cooned out. Um, his message is about hate. Yeah, and the man never said he hated white people. And if he did, so what? So what? If he did, you gonna chastise another so-called black man because he don't like the white man? Really, nigga? And then didn't the, add insult to injury. Now he's on. He one, in one breath, this nigga says Freddie Gittard. He respect Doctor Umar Johnson, but now you talking about you want to get in the ring and have a boxing match with him. You want to fight Umar Johnson. You want to put on a show and fight and box Umar Johnson, punch him because he don't like white people. Even though the man didn't say it, and like I said, if he did, so what? You want to go and get in the ring and punch white people in the head or white men in the head who don't like black people? He, you'll be punching forever. But this is a Negro for you. This is, this, this is the vitriol that black people have toward other black people, especially ones who are trying to stand up for what's right, because that part of what Umar said is right. Black men and black women should so-called, so-called black men and black women, using the term so-called, should be together with they own, amongst their own kind. They shouldn't be mixing their race with they see with everybody. But because Freddie, Freddie, whatever his name is, he like white girls, and I guess he like mixing his seat, laying up with whoever, he feel like that offended him that Umar Johnson feel that way. Why would you want to even box with this man? Why do you want to get in the ring and stamp and be boxing with somebody? I had some clown ass Negro come on, come up on the, in the YouTube section, and he 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 trying to uh, want to get in a boxing match with me. He said, "Yeah, the message, your newbie. Let's let's go get getting a celebrity boxing match, nigga. What? What do you want to box me for? I don't box." You know, get out of here. But these are Negroes, but they want to, like I said, whenever they feel as though you, and this is something that happens in these Negroes, whenever they feel you are trying to raise up on some, on some level mentally and raise your people, they get angry and agitated, just like the white man, just like the so-called white man. They get angry and agitated. You see? They get angry and agitated because obviously um, hit, hit, uh, Umar Johnson Stance on black people being together, it, it disturbed the coon in Freddie and Freddie Gibbs. It disturbed the coon in him. See, when you Negroes start talking about, oh, you don't, you know, the white man's the devil. Like when y'all start doing that, you disturbing the coon in these Negroes. See, because they they wait, they feel like they wait to success is being a damn coon, being a damn sambo, trying to get white friends like that coon ass Negro Cat Williams said. Y'all gotta get your y'all niggas gotta get y'all some white friends. He's sitting up here calling black people niggas, and then y'all niggas need a white friend. Y'all need some white friends. He ain't called a white man a cracker or a devil, but he called y'all. He got plenty of to call y'all niggas. And then talking about you need a white friend. This is the mentality of these black people. They're useless. These niggas are homeborn slaves. They still they just slaves off the plantation. And I'll be damned if I'm going to call a slave my brother. I'm going to be damned if I'm going to call a slave my sister. I'm not calling no beg wench no beg buck my sister and brother. You see? 
You niggas, these niggas want to get physical with you because you don't, because you don't want to kiss the white man ass like they do. They want to get physical with you. Why would you? Why would you even want to box it? Why did that even come to your mind to want to put hands on another so-called black? Because he don't like like white people, or you say he don't like white because he's about saying black men and black women should stick together. But is Freddie Fox going out there? Fre- Freddie Gibbs, excuse me, is Freddie Gibbs going out there looking to fight the um Ku- the head of the Ku Klux Klan? Will call you a nigga all day? Is Freddie Gibbs going out there looking to fight these racist white supremacists and all these race soldiers out here who can't stand you niggas? Is he looking to get in a boxing match or fight with them? Absolutely not. And they'll call you a nigga too. No, you know what Freddie want to do? He want to, why you don't like me? Why Why you don't like me, bro? Come on, bro. You need to, y'all don't need to be racist, bro. That's what niggas like that do. That's what these Negroes do. When it comes to white men hating them, oh, why y'all don't like me? What, 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 come on, bro. That's racist. You should. You come on. You should embrace. You should love me and embrace me. That's what these niggas do. That's they. They. I told you. They're mental slaves, man. They're slaves. They're still slaves. The mass majority of black people are still on the plantation mentally. These niggas are ready to go back to the plantation. They. These niggas. These modern day Negroes are plantation ready, especially the young ones. Especially the young ones. They love the white man. They love the beast. They plantation ready, a lot of them. The ones be on TikTok and stuff like that, the bed winches, they, they, they plantation ready again. If a law came out and the white man said, well, we're now going to take hold of these Negroes again and y'all going to be going to bond and stuff, a lot of these niggas ain't going to fight. You would think that they're going to get down for their crown and fight. All the white man got to do is say, and those of you who want to want jobs and slave catchers and you want to work and you can make $100,000, you either go catch your own people and bring them to the plantation. You can have all the women you want. You get $100,000. These niggas will be out there in militias going out here catching their own black people and bringing them to the white man right now. Just like that. Just like that. These are the niggas who you calling brothers and sisters. These are low-life, dirty niggas you calling brothers and sisters. I'm calling them just like that, low-life, dirty niggas. You see, we'll sit up and much hell we get put on, most, all the hell that we got put on by the so-called white man. Hell, the white man, now nah, he don't need to put the hell on us. He got his, he got his niggas to do, put the hell on you. Like in the neighborhoods where these niggas got gangs and they out here destroying the neighborhood. They out here selling drugs. They out here destroying, shooting up the neighborhood, shooting each other down. Them, that's your brothers and sisters? Really? Those are your, bro- those are your brothers and sisters, really? No wonder Donald Elijah Muhammad said at the end of this, my, my true followers are going to be, be able to fit in a taxi cab. No wonder he said that. No wonder. And again, I'm not trying to take no, no shots at y'all. But I'm trying to get y'all to understand what you're dealing with in 2021. You see, what you're really dealing with. Now, y'all might sit up here and say, brother, we understand, brother. We ain't slow. We know how the black people is. Then why are y'all still calling them brothers and sisters? And why am I the fire call always looking to get a photo op with these Negroes, man? Why? Why? Why do you even want to? Why do you even want to? You know, again, when you when you when you are selective, when you are a selective club, I'm just using this as an example. When you are a selective club, people want to join you when you don't take everybody. You, that's what makes you ex- exclusive. But if you take everybody, then that takes the exclusion and the specialness and the and the righteousness and power out of your collective, out of your group. When you just take everybody. When anybody could just put on a suit and a bow tie, bow tie and get down and get out there and push final calls, anybody can just write a letter, put on a suit and bow tie and get out there and push final calls, and that's your brother. 
nigga fresh off the heroin pipe, fresh off the crack pipe, fresh off the whatever, fresh off of being a faggot or whatever the hell he doing, was doing, and act like they ain't doing no more. And they come out, they re, they repented. Nah, man. No. I know my words are rough, but my words are real. And a lot of people can't stand reality. I know that. A lot of people get bent out of shape over reality. I hope y'all not getting bent out of shape if y'all listening to this. Because I'll explain myself when if y'all come out tomorrow, if y'all come, excuse me, Sunday um, out here, you know, if you come out, I'll explain myself further. See, because y'all don't have to listen to me. I don't, I don't really care either way. Y'all don't have to listen to me. I know that you have to come out because I don't do this for money. I'm going to put out more money doing this than, you know, people listening. So that people come out, I'm okay with that. Even if it's just my people in the audience, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it. I want, because I want, I, I'd rather have the bright ones make their way through this broadcast come to me than to have, be out here having a bunch of black people just sitting in the audience and just sitting there like, duh, what's next? They want to. They want to. They want to just have have something to listen to, and then you know after they leave, it's just all out their mind. They ain't becoming members. They not join because they not. That's that's not their mindset. Their mindset is to serve the white man in any capacity they can. That's success to them to be a bunch of damn uh 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 uh, uh field hands for the white man in any way, shape, or form. We're right back.
You see, when you can, um, when you can, you know, basically, and anything know what your, you know, it's just like in business, you got to know what your assets are, and what your liabilities are. You have to know what your assets and liabilities are in business. And the work of being out here trying to wake up people is a business as well as a labor of love. It's a business. It's a business. And you got to realize who's worth putting energy into and who's not worth putting energy into. You can't say, I'm going to put energy into all these people. I'm going to show love to all my black people. And all my black people is good. The black man is righteous by nature. No, he's not. Black man is God by nature. No, he's not. The white man is the devil. Yeah, no, he's not. None of that, none of that rings true. What you got is a bunch of submental people. Yeah, like you get in any, you got submental low life people, black and white, low life submental people, black, white, yellow, and everything in between. And you got people who think on a higher level. You see, people who can think on a higher level. See, that's, that's always been the dividing rod. It's not good and evil. It's not good and evil. It's those who are upper mental and those who are submental. And then you got those who are, uh, uh, how you say, uh, uh, just moderately mental. They function in that way. You got the submental, the depraved, the degenerate, black and white, and all in between. Then you got the moderately mental, those who are functioning. They functioning, but then you got the upper mental though. And the up and the, how you say at the top, it's always you know thin at the top. Things start to thin out as you move toward the top. But that's what it's supposed to be. Things are supposed to thin out at the top, you see, because the higher up you go, you're expecting people to have high morals, high, you know, uh, um, ideals, you know, a real desire to want to live life and be better people, be greater people for their children. But many people are not willing to make the sacrifice, and many people really don't want that at all. Because it is a sacrifice. And black people don't like to sacrifice nothing. They don't want to sacrifice nothing. The ones, see, the ones who came with y'all and labored and building the nation of Islam, those were not black people. Those were bright people of that time. Those were the bright people of that time. The ones who labored and lived their life for it, the ones who were sincere and righteous, those were the bright people of that time. They weren't black people. They weren't stained people. Black people are stained mentally. Black people are mentally stained. Okay? They're mentally stained. And if you acknowledge and you agree with what I'm saying, then how are you calling these people your brothers and sisters? I don't get that. See, the only reason I still talk about black people is because I'm trying to bring the bright ones of our people out, the intelligent ones of our people. Because remember I said this before, black is not a color. It is a state of mind. It is not a color. Your skin is not black. Your skin is not black. But for people who believe that, after you ask them the logical and rational thinking and the, and the idea and the mindset behind that, then they can't logically and rationally keep that same stance. But if I know if I'm dealing, if I ask a so-called black person, "Is your skin black? Are you really black?" and they say, and I show up, I, I hold up something that's pitch jet black, and I'm like, "Are you are you this color? Or are you this complexion? Or is your skin this complexion? Or this state of being?" They're going to be like, 
If they say, yeah, then I stop talking to you. If you tell me, yeah, I don't talk to you no more because I, what I know is there's no, there's no reality in you. There's no righteousness in you. There's no realness in you. You're a liar, and you're trying to get me to believe in your lies. Let me take a call. 734, you're on the air. Amin Ray. This is Inra Ainan Menquares, a soldier under Inra Captain Dinara Menquares, Menandres, here in Detroit. Please pardon me. I have a question and, you know, a statement. Well, actually, a statement. Everything that you have said, I can bear witness to. I mean, the the logical, the very sound logical um, frame of the questioning, you know, because I was a member in the Nation of Islam for 15 years, and I served as a lieutenant um, between the years, it was uh, 2002 up until actually early 2017. I'm still officially registered there, but um, that is when it officially ended for me. Um, Those who are in the nation that are sincere and that are trying to really grasp the, what should, what you really were seeing was the evolution of something. Um, I don't want to say those things over the the airways, I'd rather say them in class. I will be there Sunday. Um, so those of you who are in the nation and you're trying to really make um, sense, logical sense, um, and you know where's the congru- congruency in what the messenger, the foundation that he laid out, and what has been your experience maybe for the past four, what it has, what, 44 years, how many years it is. Um, I'd like to address address that. So I'm inviting you all to come out. I'm inviting you to come out. This is your chance to really get some clarity on what's been going down. Question at one time by um, the current um, um, person who, or, you know, who sits in that seat. It was posed as a question, um, uh, an algebraic question. Uh, I think it was like, if you could, I, I, I can't quote it exactly. I used to know math equations very well, but the congruency of side angle AB should be congruent with side DC or what? Those who know their math know what I'm talking about. Those who've heard that, those lectures like that know what I'm talking about. You can easily be able to um, get clarity on what you've seen just by logical thinking. You don't have to believe. So thank you, Menzo. I just wanted to say that. Thank you, Menzo. Former member of the Nation of Islam. Can't get no more clear and concise about that. And, again, this is not to be a shot at the Nation of Islam. This is not to insult the Nation of Islam or insult or tear, tear down the legacy of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because I'm not trying to do that. I actually wanted y'all to be better than what y'all are. I want y'all to be better. I do. Because to have such a great man like the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad come and raise you up and then others say they continue in the work, 
I want you to be better than when y'all was when he left y'all. I want y'all to be better. I want you to be much better. Because when you have a true messenger, a true savior who comes to raise the people up, as you say the messenger, most honorably Elijah Muhammad is, then the best thing you can do for him, the greatest thing you can do for that man's work that he put in his 40-plus years, the work he put in, is to be better people. Be better people. Be intelligent people. Don't be believers. Be thinkers. Use your minds. The messenger said that the so-called black man and the black woman, they're mentally dead. So if you're sitting around here calling people who are mentally dead, your brothers and sisters, then what does that make you? You see, you have to stand apart from the people who are not going to stand up with you. If they're not standing up with you, then they're not with you. I don't care how much brothers see. Skin, skin, skin don't make you kin. Skin don't make you kin. The same skin color don't make you my kin folk. Don't mean that you related to me, that you my people, just because you got the same skin complexion. Because I know people who are mentally ill, they're sick. They've been destroyed and ravaged mentally by the so-called white man. And they turn, the white man's turned these people into enemies of our people. They, they've turned them into enemies. They're enemies of righteousness. You see, they love, they, and they love, and they look up to the white man, and they, they'll slip here and say stuff like, you know, if the so-called white man, the Jews come together, and they say, oh, you know, the Jewish community, the Asian community, this community, they come together, the Italian community, all this you know, these Negroes substitute, yeah, the Jews got power. These people got power. They got power. But then the minute we come together all oh, with this nigga trying to start a cult, oh, you trying to start a cult. Ain't nobody I ain't listening to him. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm my own God. I make my own decision. I'm, I run my, my life. I'm my own God. You know, I ain't following no organization. But then wonder why our people have no power. Because we don't align ourselves and put ourselves in power through us. Because you got too many black people out there, too many Negroes out there who are who would rather be disagreeable, right? Disorderly, you see, non-cooperative. They don't care about our people coming to power. All they care about, they rather have their little fifteen minutes of fame where they sitting up on the mic or on YouTube or on Facebook, wherever, going live and talking about black manners and black manners and blackness and blackness. They ain't getting no damn way when they could have came along. With this movement and this movement, be like, you know what? We're going to do this, that, and the third. We're going to be about this, that, and the third. Again, you can't force righteousness on people. Either you are or you're not. You can't force righteousness on people. You see? You can call the so-called black and all the brothers and sisters, brothers you want to, the black man, black and brothers and sisters, all you want to, because by you calling them that, that I guess you think in your mind that they'll see them, themselves as your family. And you call them brothers and sisters, but they're like, yeah, okay, but it's just a word to them. And they ain't serious about that. They don't take you seriously. It's just a word, brother, sister, you know, mother, father, cousin, cuz. What niggas calling you? What's up, cuz? And niggas first, see how these niggas? It's just a word to them. First, you was brother. What's up, bro? What's up, brother? What's up, brother, man? Then it was, yo, what's up, cuz? So all that, all that's relative. That's family members' names. Well, that don't mean nothing. You see, it don't mean nothing. You see, it, all of it's for show. It's all just slick talk, nigga nonsense, slick talk about nothing. Much ado about nothing. And you know, you you will stand out as righteous people 
when you don't align yourself with people who do not want any parts of righteousness, any parts of building our people up, they don't want that. You see, they want to tear our people down. They want to they want to see our people. They want to see our young girls, our young daughters out here prostituting themselves or selling their ass or out here smoking crack or busting it open and twerking and whatnot and, and being sex objects. That's what they want the black women to be. They want you black women to be like that. They want you black men out there in a gang or slaying drugs or shooting each other. That's what they want. You see, that's when the hood is the hood. You see, she ready to do some something strange for some change, and this nigga ready to do something even stranger for some change. You see, that's the that's the type of black we want. A righteous, in their mind, a righteous black person, oh, man, you're right, nigga. You're right. See, even when you say righteous black man, they don't really believe that. They don't think that's real. Because in their mind, programmed by, you know, complimentary of the so-called white man, he programmed these niggas to see themselves as a bunch of low-life, dirty niggas, man. Bunch of low life, dirty, thieving, negative niggas. When all the white man did is really cast his real image onto you, so called black men, thus making you black, whatnot, thus making you, uh, putting you in a dark space. Because when he talking about how you steal and you rob and you this and all this degenerate, that's really the so called white man talking about himself. And he has managed to cast his image amongst you onto you, so called black men and black women. That's why you want to be like him. That's why your woman want to perm her hair. That's why you won't want to perm her hair like the white woman and all the other, other race of women. They want to perm their hair. They don't like their natural hair. Or you so-called black men, you want to you want to be with uh, these so-called exotic women, these different races of women, these mixed-race women, you, who you call it exotic. Ain't nothing exotic about these chicks. There's nothing exotic about them at all. You see, you only think that because you don't have access to them. So if you see a chick who half Arab, half black, half Arab, half white, white y'all start talking this oh, exotic nonsense. And what you don't understand is these Negroes don't like themselves, and they don't like y'all. They don't like anything had to do with so-called black people. They hate the fact that they can't be white, a lot of these Negroes. They hate the fact that they can't be white. They can't be accepted by Caucasian people. That's hate. That's, they hate that. They hate that. That's why I said they think, oh, you know, if I'm just a little nicer, if I don't mess with them, you know, if I if I show them I'm a good servant, I'm a good coon, you know what I'm saying, maybe they'll love me one day. Maybe they'll accept me. I don't care about my, these niggas, whether my people, my, I mean, these niggas accept me because y'all ain't my people, but I just want love from the white man. I just want him to, you know, uh, uh, put me down, let me live in his building, let me live on his block. You know, let me have a white woman or two here and there. You know, I'll even trade them for a black a black female from time. That's how you Negroes think. You want to buddy around with them. You want to be in bars drinking with them. You see, hanging out with them. You see that that's that's your mentality. Like like how they talk about how how um, DJ Vlad Vlad TV, uh, how he you know white boy he hung out with Lord Jamal and my son all these people. He hung out with the white boy hung out with them. Like I said, basically used them. You know, to get street cred for himself and to get people to come on his on his show. And then, and after he after he done made his money, used these niggas, he man's a millionaire after just doing interviews off you Negroes. Then he act like he, he ain't he like he ghosted on them Negroes, man. He ghosted. Vlad didn't give you no damn money for start your network. He ain't help y'all with nothing, man. And you still love Vlad. You still love these Caucasians. 
You still got love for them. What does that say? What does that say? Says a lot to me. It should say a lot to anybody else who hears this. Unfortunately, we'll be right back.
know, it makes sense for the so-called white man to be against you. It makes sense for him to hate you. Because I told you what his angle is. His angle is that he's recessive. He looks at you as dominant. He looks at you as a threat because you are a dominant race of people. And he knows that one day, someday, that you're going to overtake the planet again. He knows that in time. Keep your seed strong. Keep your seed intact. Don't mix your seed. Because all you do is breed a bunch of mixed breeds when you mix your seed. However... It makes sense for the so-called white man to be against you. That makes all the sense in the world. You just scratch your head when so-called black people are against you. You're like, damn, my brother, I want our people to be better. I want to clean up the neighborhood. I want them to stop selling drugs in the neighborhood, women to stop whoring, whoring themselves and prostituting themselves. I want to clean these people up. I want to have our, have a good neighborhood, have our people being righteous. But these niggas is against it. These Negroes are against that. Why are they against it? Because... They don't see you as their people. You're not their people. You are not their people. They look at you the same way the white man looks at you. You see? They looking at you with a white man's mentality, a low-level white man's mentality. And they don't see you as their people. In fact, like I said, when they went up here and they, you know, these Negroes, that yeah, I don't mess with the nation of Islam because they killed Malcolm X. I don't mess with the nation of Islam because Elijah Muhammad was messing with young underage girls. They just gonna say anything, anything, to justify hating you, disliking you because you make you're trying to be something, or they feel like you're trying to be something that they're not able to be, and that is righteous. And they feel as though when you are trying to portray yourselves as righteous. You know, you, it's like you throwing it in their face. They saying, oh, you niggas think you better than us because y'all don't smoke weed, because y'all don't, y'all don't be at the strip club, because y'all niggas don't, y'all, y'all don't gang bang, because y'all don't sell dope. Y'all think y'all more better than me. That's how they feel about you. It's not you. So, therefore, if you don't do any of those things, if you don't have that low-level mindset like them, that low-life mindset like them, you ain't they people. Stop with this old, my, my my black brothers and sisters nonsense. Stop that. Please, for 2021, stop this black, my black brother and sister BS. You see? And definitely don't try, don't try, trying to look for no brothers and sisters amongst these other races of people, neither. You take the bright ones of our people, the intelligent ones of our people, the thinkers, not the believers. I know it's going to be hard for y'all because y'all don't like them believers. You know what I'm saying? Believers that believe their skin is black when you can obviously see it's not. But, but like I said, belief is like a hell of a drug. That belief is like that cocaine. It's a hell of a drug, like Rick James said. You see? Make you think your skin is something that ain't, that's not even real. Your skin is black. You black people. Not understanding, not understanding, I should say, that the white man called you that for a reason. I told you that. He always wanted you to be the bottom to his top. He always wanted the black race to be his bottom bitches. You see? And these niggas that y'all love, that y'all call me your brothers and sisters, that don't defend their hand at y'all, don't want to hear what y'all talking about, look at y'all as a joke, they want to be the white man's bottom bitches. They do. That go for you thug niggas, you gangbang niggas, you hood niggas, you black females who want to twerk your ass and and, 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 and you can't help who you love as black females. You know that YOLO, you only live once. You can't help who you love. Ain't nothing wrong with being with a person of another race, all that bullshit. Like I said, that's what they are about. 
They all about closing the gap, dividing rotten, dealing with the white man. That's what they're about. You really want to call these people your brothers and sisters? Are they really worth it? Are they worth calling you, calling them your brothers and sisters? Right? Mm-mm. Not me. Not me. A bunch of people who all they're going to say is when, they, when you're talking to them, the only thing they can think of, who y'all niggas think y'all is? You think y'all better than me? That's how, that's how black people think. Who y'all niggas think y'all? Y'all think y'all better than me? Just because y'all got a suit and bow tie on and y'all selling papers and y'all claim to be righteous. Y'all, who y'all think y'all is? That's how they think. That's how they are. You know? So if you stop embracing these people, if you stop feeding these people, because y'all, you know, y'all love to do this thing, like, you know, and that's what you do what you do. Y'all want to feed black people. You want to open up a table and sell and give food to black people and feed black people and whatnot, feed the homeless and stuff like that. You want to feed these people. And I'm like, um, hmm. okay, you fed them for a day. And they'll listen to anything you got to say if you feed them for a day. But tomorrow, hell, the damn Luciferians could feed them. They'll be listening to the Luciferians. The damn Catholic Church could feed them. They'll be listening to them. So they'll take food from anybody. You ain't you ain't doing nothing special by feeding these Negroes. If anything, you, what you're doing is helping feed the poison. These niggas are poisoned. You see, you're helping feed the poison. You got to let these type of people die off, man. They represent a scab on the face of our people. That's what they represent. Black people represent a scab on the face of our righteous people, our bright people who are striving to be righteous. They represent a scab, man. You got to let these people die off because the only reason why they're able to still do what they do is because you got so many Negroes who want to be up here. Y'all include one of these, my black brothers and sisters BS. Everybody a brother. Everybody a brother and a sister. Nah, man. Absolutely not. All this my black brothers and sisters nonsense. Everybody ain't no brother and sister. Everybody ain't meant to be embraced as brothers and sisters. See, that's a hard pill to swallow, I know. But it's even harder pill to swallow when it's reality. It's even harder pill to swallow when you know when I came out and I said that, you know, we really are the real Americans in, in this society that we didn't come from Africa. We didn't never American. A lot of that for these Negroes is hard to swallow because they just want to stay straight up here believe we came on slave ships from Africa, cargo slave ships, and they want to believe that lie. They want to believe that narrative. Even that to be true, that's not even true. Factually true, logically true, it wasn't true. But they ain't trying to hear that. These Negroes are not trying to hear that. You see? They want to, they, the, the, the so-called uh, black, these, these so-called black uh, 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 thugs and hoods and all these other, they actually love the slave narrative. They okay with that. If you tell them anything other than that, they're looking at you like you're crazy. What you mean we was the real Americans, my nigga? We came from Africa, bro. We came from Africa. They'll, get, they'll be ready to fight you over Africa. They'll be ready to throw hands with you over over Africa and you, you come from that. This is the mentality you're dealing with. That's why I don't even like to listen to black people debate, especially black men, because you always feel like whenever black men are debating, going back and forth, a, a, a punch in the face or a disrespect or something is always right around the corner. Like if you know it can go there, it can go there within a heartbeat, 
even when these niggas be battle rapping with each other. You ever seen these niggas be battle rapping with each other? And, and you and, and you just waiting some niggas say the most disrespectful thing. Next thing you know, you already know. Next thing some nigga might get punched in his face or they might start fighting or somebody pull out a gun. This is the mentality. This is what you want to call your brothers and sisters. You see, there's always a fight or some altercation just seconds away with these Negroes. You see, always. It's always something, always because, like I said, they're not righteous people. They're, they become black devils, man. It's like you call a white man a devil. They're black devils. They are genuine black devils. You see, that's just what it is. And they mean you no good, just like the so-called white man. They mean you no good. They'll, if they can, if the white man can, he get them to go against you. He'll get, he'll get them to go against you. All you gotta do is get them a couple of dollars, or hell, even just promise them, promise them friendship. If he promised them friendship, they'll go right against you for the white man. Trust me. They'll set you up for the white man. They'll chase you down for the white man. They'll do that. But yet you want to call these people your brothers and sisters. They're not your brothers and sisters. They don't like you. They don't. They don't care about y'all. They. They. They have nothing but hate for you. And like I said, it ain't got nothing to do with Elijah Muhammad's personal life. What they claim that he did, it ain't got nothing to do with that. It ain't got nothing to do with uh, um, y'all supposedly killing Malcolm X. It ain't got nothing to do with that. That's just an excuse for them to hate you even more. That's all. That's the, that's the, they needed an excuse to hate the brothers and whatnot. No, well, here you go right here. Y'all killed Malcolm. Elijah Muhammad was sleeping with an underage girl. That's the excuse right there. Perfect. You give them basically what they want. They, that, they've been wanting a reason to hate on you. They've been wanting a reason to, um, to tear y'all down. You see, even when y'all did the Million Man March, these niggas didn't go out there because they love y'all and they love Minister Farrakhan. Y'all really think that? Y'all really think they went out there because they love Minister Farrakhan? They went out there because it's just something to do. It was something to do. You see, it was something to do. You know, oh, it's an event. You know, it might be some girls out there. Oh, some of these niggas might be some guys out there on the low. You see, that's all they went out there for is to socialize. They didn't go out there for nothing else. They didn't go out there for no camaraderie, no brotherhood, none of that nonsense. They went out there to basically socialize and spend money. You know, they basically what niggas do all the time, go somewhere to socialize and spend money. That's all That's all the Million Man March was to them. That's why nothing happened after that. That's exactly why. You can't make something happen with the people who are nothing. Who think nothing of themselves? You can't make something happen with them. I don't care how, how you, how many of them you 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 gather and garner into the into the um, DC into the um, nation's capital. It don't matter. It don't matter how many of you get together and they all standing there and all that. They don't give a who cares. They ain't gonna do nothing. They can't be utilized for nothing. Just to come someplace and stand together for nothing. Now it made Minister Farrakhan look good. Yeah. That he could pull that off, but ultimately, was it really good? Because nothing came of it afterwards. Because these Negroes, like I said, they was there for photo ops. They was there to try to bag up shorty, get some girls, or like I said, get some guys or whatever. That's all they was there for. They weren't there for your message. They don't care nothing about your message. You see, they already got their mind made up on who, who and what they want to be and what they want to do. 
and what they're really about. They already got their mind made up. And see, you stand in the way of that. You so-called black, uh, righteous, Muslim brothers, you stand in the way of that. You see, you offend them. You offend them with your clean faces and your clean suits and your haircuts and whatnot. You you offend them. So what they got to do, they have to get a dirty Negro like Malcolm X to use against y'all. Y'all killed Malcolm. See, I ain't messing with y'all. Y'all killed Malcolm. See, and Elijah Muhammad like you mess with young girls. See, that, again, that's all just – and then some of y'all will sit up here and argue with these Negroes. You'll argue with them trying to change their mind. That's even more ridiculous. See, you got to learn that when people – when you got to argue it's so hard to explain something to people logically and rationally and they ain't trying to hear logic and reasoning – them people ain't those people are not equipped to, and they already emotionally attached to whatever they came from. That's all that is. They emotionally attached to that. You see, all that trying to trying to finesse them and try to get them to come and sit with sit and just be amongst y'all. Nah, man. Nah, you don't cater to low lives. Black people are low lives. The majority of black people are low lives. The ones who are not are going to be the ones with this bright message in their mouth. We're coming forward, we're coming into it to be a real community. Rest of you Negroes, man, even you sympathizers who ain't coming to the community and coming to the Republic or the Mesoamerican community, man, I got, I, I, yeah, I told y'all, I don't care if y'all listen. I don't know what you're listening for. I, I really don't get it. But like I said, I'm not going to go off on a tirade with that because it's just not worth it. Just like these people are just not worth it. You salvage what you can salvage, and then you keep it moving, simple as that. You salvage what you can salvage, and you keep it moving after that. Nothing else is required. Nothing else is required. You want the righteous people to make sure you are you are trying to attract the truly righteous people, and that it's not about qual- it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Not about quantity; it's about quality. The the quantity will come over time. The quantity will come over time. The quality it has to always be the foundation of anything you do because that's how you're going to qualify people, quality people to come into your community, into your organization, into your nation because they're going to be attracted to your righteousness and the qualities about you that you stand for. They're going to be attracted to that. They're going to want to come and listen. They're going to want to come and listen. But as long as you um, placating to them and all this stuff, they ain't going to take you seriously. They ain't going to listen to you. But let me go ahead and read this. Uh, you know, I'm in. I'm out here in Chicago. I'm at the Hyatt Regency, 5225 South Harper Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, for the Bright World Order Conference, the Republican Mentalex Bright World Order Conference, from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday, on Sunday, September, Sunday, October 17th, 5225 South Harper Avenue. Chicago, Illinois, 60615, all right? 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Admission is $25. It's the best $25 you ever spent for you bright ones. See, again, even I'm not trying to I – don't, I don't got to convince the bright race. They're going to be here. The black race I'm not even talking to. But let me go ahead and read these questions before we get out of here. Why – what doesn't the Nation of Islam understand about black people? They don't like y'all. They don't want y'all presence around. And – they have to mind the so-called white man. They hate you. They hate you. Or even when they were yeah, brother, and this, this, brother, that, that don't mean nothing. Niggas call the white man brother. That don't mean nothing. They genuinely hate you because 
they see that you're trying to make our people greater on some level, and they not with the greatness. They with the degeneracy. They with the bottom of the barrel, and you disturb their bottom of the barrel uh, uh, way of existence. Why don't they understand? Because, again, y'all been talking about black, 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 black people, this black people, that black for so long, you fail to understand the mentality and the mindset of black people. Because if you really understood it, you wouldn't even be trying to cater to them. You see, did the messenger understand black people? Yeah, he did at the end. That's why he said at the end is only only a few people, you know, my true files could fit in the taxi cab. He wasn't dealing with these Negroes, man. He already knew they got the mark of the beast on them. Why was it important to understand them? Why was it important to understand them? Because if the Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't understand the so-called black men, then he couldn't maneuver around the black men and build up his nation. So he had to understand the mentality of the black men who you don't want in your movement, in your community, and the ones you do were coming out of that state of blackness. Right? Is this meant to be an insult to them, this broadcast thing? Absolutely not. I hope they don't take it that way. I hope you come out and you ask questions and whatnot. Again, I did this because I'm in your city. That's the first time I've been to Chicago. And I, I like your city from what I've seen. We don't want to go the way to the hoods. You Negroes bugging out over there. But you know, in every city, you niggas always doing some kind of unrighteousness. But whatever. Get down. Do your thing. But that's it. We're going to close out the name of Amen by the top. Amen. And Amen we trust. And Amen we think. And in Amen we continue forward forever. I'm the intellectual new Ben Minkari. This is Ben Mintelect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
Yeah, they 